Hello everyone, today I've got a really exciting video to bring to you. Zach from My House Ministries got in touch with me a few weeks ago and he asked me, he's like, PD, can we get together and talk about Spirit and Truth? And that's what, I, what this video is going to be about. It's just me and Zach sitting down and talking about this thing that the Father is doing all across the world. It is amazing because, you know, as soon as we started talking, I realized how similar our stories are. And not only that, but there are so many people around the world whose stories are being written right now and who are being written in the same manner where the father is doing an incredible work of bringing spirit and truth together in their lives where we're all on one side or the other we're all we we grew up on one side we were refined or matured on one side but now the father is doing something different and he's bringing circles together he's bringing people together and he's bringing unity in the body and so i hope this discussion edifies and encourages you so um, how, I, how it started out for me, I was, I mean, back in 2009, I, you know, I was in a Dutch Reformed church, grew up in a Dutch Reformed church, Protestant. And, you know, I, I just came to this place where I was like, I was looking around me and, you know, the, the people in the church and, and people I knew everywhere, it was, they were just not, or I was just not seeing it in their life, you know, walking the, the walk of Messiah. And when I looked at the Bible, you know, I, I, and I just looked at all these denominations like 33,000 plus, And, you know, I just got really um, afraid <laughs> or confused because, you know, as a young man, I was like, the, where do I go, God? Because I don't want to like choose one and then it's the wrong one. And, you know, then like 20 years later, I like want to change <laughs> or whatever. And yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, I just there, I just I remember 2009 one day I just fell on my knees and I was just like, Father, I need to know the truth and um funny enough like my parents about a week or so after i prayed that prayer um just stopped going to church we just all stopped going and there wasn't a particular reason but we would later find out it was kind of the father doing it because we kind of stopped going to church and everyone was kind of like freaking out like if we knew you know why are you something why not coming to church my friends and all that but um the father started revealing things to us um that that we you know, revelations and things, you know, when um, my mom started, I remember my mom started coming home with these, um, just she was in a, joining a Bible study, like in, in a home fellowship, and we were just discussing Bible, and she would come home with these things, and it's like these crazy things we've never heard before, but you know, it was like, wow, you know, and uh, it just kind of, we just kind of slowly started going into it like that, and you know, that was things like keeping the Sabbath day, the fourth commandment, Obviously, um, a lot of the things about, um, you know, keeping uh, like a lot of the traditions that we have inherited that, that's just not in our Bibles that we like, hey, you know, and we just started questioning all of that. And yeah, man, so that's kind of where it, where it left off. And then, you know, over the years, I started joining, went to university later after high school. I um, started joining uh, fellowships, you know, home group fellowships, because, again, I was in this mode of I want to go back to the beginning and explore everything from the beginning and yeah we sat in home fellowships and we did that for i did that for a few years and yeah and then um something great crazy happened because now i was at the point where i'm i was like desiring well i was i was seeking out the truth and i was studying the torah and the old and the new testament everything and then uh but then i was looking around me again and 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 again i was like where is the things of the spirit you know and so there was this whole kind of disconnect in a way again, because in the beginning it was kind of like, where's the truth? 
And now I'm like looking around and I'm like, where's the spirit? Where's the book of Acts? Where's the, the, the healing of the sick, the casting out of the demons, the, all of these spiritual things that Yeshua, Jesus, our Messiah also walked in. And yeah, and then the father, he, to take, uh, make a long story short, you know, he just um, gave me a dream and I um, basically find my, find myself in a position in a place in Hatfield Square. And well, he gave me a dream. I was standing in Israel. Let me just make it short. Standing in Israel, I was praying. For, I'm just teaching this little boy how to pray for this girl. And, um, and I woke up and at that point in my life, I've never been like praying for people or anything like that before. And then I, the next weekend I had this, I, I prayed and I fasted. And the next weekend I had this voice that just came to me or this thought, you know, go to this place, Hatfield Square nearby where I live. There's someone you need to meet. And I was like, what? Why am I thinking this? This is weird. But nevertheless, later on, like I convinced myself to go and I got in the car and I go, I went. And um, there was this guy, as soon as I got on my car, who walked up to me, who had a, who had a problem in his shoulder, who, I, you know, I just started talking to him and, and I just you know, looked at his shoulder and there was something wrong. And I just felt like, and I asked him, you know, is there something wrong? Yeah. And then I, I was so afraid, but I ended up praying for his shoulder and he got healed. He turned around. He brought people because he's a local and I prayed for like a lot of people that night. It was so amazing. And uh, many people got healed. And so short, short and sweet, but that's kind of like how, where it started out. And, and then I just realized there's a huge disconnect in Christianity or, or, or people who follow Yeshua where many denominations are all in with the truth side of things in terms of keeping the commandments and holiness and all that. But then they're disconnected from the spirit. And then there's the other side, which is they're, they're all in the spiritual stuff. You know, maybe a lot of um, charismatic churches, whatever, a lot of the spiritual things, Holy Spirit, pray for people, et cetera, but they lack maybe um, the holiness or, or, you know, if we can generalize now here, you know, obviously it's not everyone, but sure. yeah. So that's kind of, I guess, where I'm at. And then, you know, um, started making YouTube videos in the midst of it all. Um, and um, yeah, about this whole concept, trying to bring this thing together for people to let them see that there's a bigger picture of what the walk of Yeshua looks like in spirit and truth. And um, yeah, uh, March, I released a book called Reigniting Spirit and Truth that deals with this issue as well, where I just kind of talk about both sides and, and what I believe the Father is doing in terms of all of that. So yeah, Zach, that's yeah, that's in a nutshell. <laughs> that's awesome. And I mean, it's kind of it's kind of funny how, how, you, how you said that because mine, mine was a little bit a lot similar and, and one of the things that that kind of we saw um, we were we were in a non-denominational church at the time um, and so we were they were a little bit more bent towards Pentecostal um, so kind of like what you were what you were just describing it was it was all spirit all the time and so it was you know you know seeing all these wonderful things and seeing all these miraculous signs and and uh, for some reason I still had this this feeling in the pit of my stomach like like there's got to be more there, there's something more to what's going on you know the 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 miracles are great the, the everything is is fantastic but but why am i feeling this this darkness still why why i and so i kind of almost uh, sunk into like a, a little bit of a, a depression time um that I, I just couldn't quite shake and i was you know i, I was having you know elders pray over me and, and and different pastors of the church were, were praying over me and i couldn't really shake um this feeling and uh 
it was during this time that, that uh, my wife, who's, who was my fiance at the time, we decided, okay, we're going to read through uh, the scriptures together during during the first year of our uh, of our engagement, um, so we can read the Bible together as a as a couple uh, from cover to cover before we we get married. And so it was uh, it was we didn't get very far because we got to Matthew seven in, in the New Testament. It's only seven chapters in, and it was in Matthew seven twenty one uh, when he says, you know, not not everybody will enter the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my father. On that day, many will cry out to me and say, Lord, Lord, you know, did we not prophesy in your name? Do we not cast out demons in your name? Didn't we not do many miracles in your name? And I was thinking, you know, that, that's like the church I'm in, you know, they're, they're doing these signs and wonders and miracles, but he's still saying to them, depart from me. I never knew you workers of lawlessness. And that, you know, I've had, you know, I grew up in the church. My grandfather was a, was a pastor. Um, so I was, you know, always, always in the church. I knew the scriptures. I'd read that passage so many times, but it was this one moment that really, really stuck with me. And I said, you know, I, I I'm doing all these things. I'm, I'm, I'm claiming to be these people, but am I going to be one of these who cry out, Lord, Lord. And he says, depart from me. I never knew you. And so, you know, I really just started praying and seeking. And I, was, I said, father, what does it mean to do your will? I, I want to know what it means to do your will. Cause you know, I, I've been living this life my, my entire life, and I feel like I still don't know what it means to do your will. Um, and and you know, I was praying and praying and seeking, and I was just hearing nothing. It was almost just like like spiritual silence. Um, and, and finally, you know, probably two or three weeks later, um, I, I kind of like heard this voice from God saying, if you want to know me, you have to read my word. You have to do the work. I've already revealed myself to you. It's in my holy scriptures. You need to take the time to get to know me. Because, you know, when he, when, when Jesus, when Yeshua says, depart from me, I never knew you, you know, he's the alpha and the omega, the alpha and the top, the beginning and the end. He knows all things, all things were made through him. It's not that he doesn't know us, but, but that, that intimacy and, and, and knowledge of, of one another, it's a two way street. If we don't take the time to get to know him, how can he truly know us? We're not opening ourselves up to him. We're not having that, that knowledge of, of who he is. And it was over that year that it was, you know, my, my wife and I, uh, my fiance at the time and, and her parents uh, were really just on this on this spiritual journey to find uh, the truth um, and, and find what it was. And that's when we started discovering the Torah and the instructions and the feast days and, and everything started opening up uh, like it never like it never had before. Um, and, and, you know, the, the depression lifted, everything had lifted. Um, and I was, you know, on, on this on this, uh, you know, euphoric, uh, you know, almost a spiritual high of of, of everything starting to come together. Um, but after, you know, after kind of, you know, trying to talk to this with our family, talk to this with our, our pastors and in, in our church and, and, and the members of our church body, um, you know, nobody really wanted wanted to hear it. You know, we're, we're not under the law. We're under grace. You know, that those yeah. kind of comments we, we kept hearing over and over and over again. Um, and it was at that time where um, I, I didn't see it happening, but it was almost uh, almost like uh, I got too soaked up in the truth. And I started to suppress and I started to lose the spirit. Um, and, and that was, you know, probably over, over a two to three year period where, you know, I was so, uh, so focused on starting to understand the Torah, start to understand truth, start to understand instruction uh, that I, I would suppress the spirit because of that. And I started to question, you know, stuff that happened in, in the church and in spiritual, uh, you know, things that happened, you know, that manifested in the church. Um, and, and I started to, to lose and, and, and really suppress that side. Um, and it wasn't until about a year ago, uh, about a year and a half ago when my son was born, um, that I really realized the, the error of, of my ways. You know, I'd, I'd been so far to one side on the spiritual journey, um, swung back, you know, the other way into, into Torah and almost, you know, towards, uh, towards, you know, um, what the, 
I don't know what you would really call it, but uh, almost like legalistic right. in a way because it was suppressing the spirit. And, and realizing that, you know, Jesus, Yeshua talks about this narrow road, right? And he's, you know, narrow is the way uh, because it's so easy to fall in, in, in right. one ditch or the other. And, and we're seeing that, you know, today so, you know, it's almost like an explosion. So coat, I really, I really noticed it take place, the Feast of Tabernacles. Right after that, um, uh, we had members of our group that, you know, kind of, there was a lawlessness that was was being brought in and, and some of these teachings of that, you know, parts of the law is done away with this, that and the other. And then also there was this rise of people denying uh, Jesus, Yeshua as our savior. Um, and it's it's funny how the the enemy really tries to ramp up during during these times. Um, and, and so really over the last six months, uh, I felt uh, I felt the Lord really putting on my heart um, that we need to get back to why Jesus came. And that's because. Uh, to put this on our heart, that the spirit needs to be on our heart. It, it needs the the whole focus needs to be about our heart, and we can't suppress the spirit if we're going to do that, and we can't be lawless if we're going to do that. We have to have that that narrow road and that balance. Um, and really, I just feel like that's uh, that's something the Lord's really been putting on my heart is to to unify this body in, in both spirit and truth. And so when I saw your book and and uh, and uh, you know saw some of your your studies on that. Um, I really just wanted to reach out to you and, and, and you know, kind of pick your brain a little bit. And, and I thought it'd be good, you know, for us to kind of share some of these ideas back and forth for the body, because I, I feel like it's really something uh, that we need um, for the body to come together or else we're going to keep falling apart, keep fractioning. And, and pretty soon we're going to be like, you know, the, the Protestant church and all these different denominations and, and fractions. Um, we, we need to get back to, to basics and back together to be able to solidify the body. Right. Awesome. And, you know, Zach, by the way, can you quickly just introduce yourself um, again? Because I just started the broadcast. Um, can you just tell us your name and like kind of, you know, your ministry in a, in a nutshell? Yeah, yeah. And I'll pick it up again. Yeah. So, so I'm Zach. I'm with uh, My House Ministries. Uh, my father-in-law and I, we, we actually took a, a Bible study that we were doing. Um, and, and it kind of turned into a ministry because we were recording uh, the studies that we were doing week to week so that members who, who couldn't make it to the study each week uh, would be able to get caught up. Um, and it kind of uh, kind of just branched out from there. People from all over started tuning in because they didn't have anywhere to, to, to fellowship and to study. Um, and it was really just an awesome way to start connecting with the body. Um, and, and, you know, that was uh, that was about about four and a, four and a half years ago that we that we you know came out of the church. This was our fifth Passover uh, this year, and it was uh, it, it's just been it's been a wonderful wonderful journey. Um, it's been so exciting, uh, but there's been a lot of trials and tribulations through it as well. But but we know that that has to occur for for a, a refinement process to take place because that's who Jesus is going to come back for. He's coming back for that spotless and blameless bride, um, and if he doesn't work that out of us. Uh, you know, then, then we're not going to be able to be refined and, and, and made white as snow uh, for him to, to to come back and take right. the crap. And just to, I just want to go back to your story for a sec, you know, because it's it's quite interesting. I think, you know, I quickly explain mine where I'm kind of, I, I grew up in, or I first kind of sought the, the truth side of things, if we, if you will, you know, and then kind of God revealed to me the spiritual things more. And I think, you know, correct me if, you're wrong, if I'm wrong, but I think your story is kind of, in a way, it's very similar, but it's kind of the opposite in that you were more, you grew up in a more, um, I, think, I think you said Pentecostal or more a spirit led church. And then you went over to the side of like holiness and the commandments, et cetera, you know. And and I think it's a, it's a good point to bring up because that's where most people are. Like we're either on like one, or, well, at least we started at, on one side or the other usually. 
And I think what the father is kind of doing right now is he's bringing those things together. Like we all have that journey of, you know, we're, we're, we're on one side or the other. And then in, we're in that refinement process. And, you know, like you mentioned, you, when you started putting out, uh, do, doing your ministry and whatever, you found a lot of people um, seeking for fellowship, you know. And that's because, and I think especially for like me and you talking here, and, and many others who are coming to this revelation or this understanding of, of, of this bigger picture of the walk of our Messiah, I think there's a huge lack and a desire for people, you know, to to find ministries like that and fellowships like that. Because I get so many emails from our ministry just in terms of like people like asking, you know, where can I find fellowship that's not just Torah, 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 or just not spirit, spirit, spirit. I want some, I want a place where there is the keeping of the commandments, there's holiness, there's all these amazing things. Um, but there's also the workings of the spiritual gifts in the fellowship, you know, and all those things. Because, and I think that's that's a big deal. Because you know, I've been in I've been in fellowships where it's only been one or the other, where it's been maybe just a, a, a strictly like can I say Torah fellowship, you know, where there wasn't exercising of spiritual gifts or or things like that. And then you see things like pride, like creeping like crazy, you know. And there's a lack of love, and because the spirit enables those things, you know. Um, humility and, and love and and so yeah I think you know that's that's really that the first century church looked like that's what Yeshua's walk looked like and um, that's why I love I want to uh, when you said you know we should talk about this I got so excited because this is something that I believe God is pushing like uh, he really is, he's really pushing on the front lines right now in terms of um, around the world um, in people's secret places you know uh, much like he first started um you know, revealing the, the, the revelations around keeping the commandments, etc. just a few years back, you know, around 2009 or, or whenever you want to put a timeline on it. And and just like you started revealing these things of the Spirit, like also recent, very recently, the past few years where people are going out and praying for people more. I think he first did that and it's now really segregated into opposite, very opposite groups. But I think now followers like, you know what, now I'm going to bring these things together and it's going to take humility from these people. Um, from these groups to learn from each other, um, you know, and taste everything. But I think that's where Father's taking us right now, and that's what Yeshua's walk looks like. And and it's you know it's it's so amazing because we we realize we realize that we have to get back to to the heart of the matter, and and that's you know that's exactly why why Jesus came was because it had gotten so far into into you know law law law. They were building law on top of law on top of law that he said. You have it all backwards you know if you don't have love which you know we see through the spirit we see through the gifts of the spirit that paul talks about in, in galatians that none of the none of none, none else really matters if, if we're not building on top of love love for for god number one and for our neighbor uh you know the, the second of, of the greatest commands then it doesn't matter the motions that we're going through anything else. And, and I always related to people, you know, that are coming into it uh, similar to, you know, the Sabbath is, is a big thing. You know, a, a lot of people who are coming into it and realizing that, okay, I need to keep the Sabbath holy set apart and I need to rest. I need to rest in him on this day. Um, but they're in a, in a job or in a position where they, you know, might not be able to do it right off the bat. And, and I always say, you know, who, who is, is God looking down on that is, you know, happier about somebody who is, is praying and seeking and, and just asking the father for a way uh, to, to let them have a new job opportunity or, or, or that their boss would allow them that day off or they're just praying and praying and seeking. The whole time they're at work on the Sabbath, they're saying, Father, please make a way where I can be obedient to, to your day. 
or the person who's sitting at a, at a Sabbath fellowship, but is thinking, man, I'm, I'm really missing out on a lot of money today that I could have had for that sale, or I could, you know, I could be doing this, or I could be doing that, but I'm stuck here. Who, who is he happier? Which child is he happier looking down upon? It's, it all goes back to the heart of the matter. Now that doesn't mean that, you know, we could always just, you know, pray the rest of our life, you know, you know, God, please make a way, God, please make a way. Because if he is revealing this truth to you, he is going to make a way for it, for it to happen. Um, and so it's, you know, we need to have that balance of, of spirit and truth. And it's, it's so important because, you know, uh, where I, I was always, you know, again, growing up, growing up in, in, in the church and then moving more towards the Pentecostal church, seeing, you know, the spirit everywhere, the spirit everywhere. But, you know, what are we testing that spirit to? John tells us something really important in First John 4. He says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus is not from God. So what are we testing the spirits to? You know, we have to have a, a, a baseline. We have to have, uh, you know, kind of a, a guideline for us to do that. And it's his holy word. It's his, it's his, uh, his commandments, it's his instructions, it's his Torah. So if we're not being diligent and rooted in the word, it's going to be hard for us to test those spirits. And likewise, you know, if, if we're, you know, too focused in the word and we're suppressing the spirit, self-righteousness and pride starts to creep up. And that's what we're seeing a lot of in the body today is, is these two extremes. Um, and, you know, not just, you know, the, the church and Judaism, like a lot of people to say, but even in, you know, this Torah pursuant Hebrew roots, whatever you want to call it, uh, people who are realizing that his instructions are good today, we're, we're still seeing these two extremes start to creep up. And we need to get back to, to this because it's super important. Jesus even tells us in, in, in John four, he says, uh, uh, but an hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and truth. It was so important when Jesus was, was talking uh, you know, to the woman at the well and, and he was talking to the people of that time saying you're if you're you're not realizing that God is spirit he's not just you know he, God is not dead he's not just this this book of of instructions he is living you know and Paul writes that, that the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword it's so important to find this balance or else we're going to be spiritually dead mm-hmm. um, and, and we're not going to be able to, to walk these out much like you're starting to, to see and, and do yourself in your ministry. How are we going to uh, heal the sick, raise the dead, you know, do these many miracles yet still have knowledge of, of who he is and, and what spirit we're operating in. Right. And, you know, the, just to go back, you know, to those, the, I think that, or let me say it like this, I think the big, big thing that we're coming over is that is intimacy because you know you mentioned about kind of the heart behind the thing and you know we can easily go and say oh you know um my heart is right and whatever but you know we we read that the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things who can understand it as the scripture says so there's that whole thing of we need to really audit our heart but come to father in a way to be like you know um and or, or understand that what father needs from us, right? It's not about, because I think as we talk here, now this, this can sound like a big, it sounds like it's a huge topic. It's a big thing. Like, you know, how do I, um, if I'm on one side of, let's say I want to know about this. I want to, I want to walk in spiritual gifts. Like, where do you even begin? You know, where do, or if you're maybe on the other side, you know, and you want to know about like keeping the commandments, you know, and you look at that and the Torah, you know, it's like all these things, like, where do I even begin? But the, the point is, is that, you know, it all comes back to that intimacy and that 
cliche, if you will, but that 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 relationship with God, you know, and and that and it, it really what God wants from us, and I think you can testify of this probably yourself, but for me it was just like I said, falling on my knees, saying, Father, I need this. Like I need to know the truth, knocking on his door and letting him answer, you know. And from but the, I think a big problem is is that we don't really do that. Like we oftentimes people they're in the motions and they're they're kind of in a passive cyclical thing and they don't remember that oh I, I need to look like Yeshua and look at his life, look at the life of Jesus and be like so so what am I doing here? Am I doing this? Am I doing this? Am I looking like him in everything that he does? Because I think we you know as I don't know, as people, we just love to pick and choose sometimes, you know. And that's kind of where I think what the big thing that this all comes down to is for a very, very, very long time, we have come, we have shifted the ship's rudder a little bit 2,000 years ago, um, right off just as the early church was starting. And we started picking simple parts of Yeshua that we like and leaving out the ones we don't, looking over it. Yeah, we want him, we love him, but we just look over certain parts of him. And and so I think that's what this all calls to is for us all to go and be like, you know, Father, am I what what part of Yeshua am I not walking out? Perf- like uh, because he 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 demands of us to walk after him, become his disciples, and walk as he walked to bring freedom and deliverance to the world, and to walk in holiness as an example to the world. So, and and so you know that I think it comes down to that you know getting on on our knees really. Being like, Father, what is the truth? Where, how, I, I don't know where to go. And not, not even trusting, you know, me or Zach, but being, going to the Father with this thing about it. Um, because, I th- you know, again, all these things, it's, it's, it's from him at the end of the day. And it's from relationship. So, yeah, I love what you said about the, the two extremes. Because, you know, in my book, I, I've literally write about that in the opening chapters as well. Where, you know, we've got these, like this pendulum that swings in a way where it's on one side legalism uh, if it swings too far and on the other side is lawlessness if it swings too far like it's like this thing and i think the enemy is totally fine hasatan is totally fine with it being on one of those sides you know either a pharisee or someone like you read um who casts out demons and do all these things but yet walk in lawlessness you know and there's that fine line between walking in love and not becoming um obedient without the spirit but then also um walking in um, 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 and, and truth, being obedient uh, with the spirit. That makes sense. So, yeah, I love what you said, that man. That's good. Yeah, and, and and I want to just bring up real quick the uh, the cliche that you mentioned, the relationship with God. Because a lot of people, you know, when when they come into knowledge of the truth, or you know, they or come into knowledge of, of anything re- revolving God, they they typically try to throw out anything that they had, you know, brought or, or learned. Uh, previously. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm very guilty of that in, in, in my experience. And it was, okay, anything that I was taught in the church, I'm going to throw that out because it was, you know, because there might've been some error. So I'm going to throw everything out. Well, it's that whole, you know, th- don't throw the baby out with the bathwater approach. And, and that relationship with God is often one of those things that gets tossed out um, when, when people come into knowledge of the truth. And it's not that, you know, the, the church has it wrong with, we have a relationship with God. It's, it's, 
how do we have that relationship? And so um, what a lot of people do when they say, well, it's, your relationship might be different than my relationship with God. And it's, it's all about relationship. You know, there's no right or wrong. Just listen to God and, and he's going to guide you. He's going to lead you. Well, we're making it about us then. We're making it about the God that we see in the mirror and not necessarily the God that we see in, in scripture. And so that, that's where we have to realize that there's that balance because God has a standard which he is, is, is going to righteously judge everybody. You know, Paul talks about that in, in Romans 1 and 2 about this, this standard uh, that, that he is, you know, using uh, to, to, to judge the body, to, to, to see the body as. Um, and that's the relationship that we have to, to work with with the Father is on his terms, not on our terms, not on, okay, God, I like Sunday better than Saturday. Um, and, and you told me to worship you every day. So I know that you're happy with that. It's, you know, again, because that becomes about us instead of obedience to him and obedience to what, what he wants and what he desires. And so, you know, uh, just an, another cliche and, and so many different, you know, people have, have used this example before, but it's, it's, it's like a marriage, right? It's, it's give and take. If, if I keep telling my wife over and over and over again that I love her, um, but my actions speak otherwise, then, then how does she feel love? Just because my words are saying it, my actions aren't following. And, and James says the same thing in his epistle that, you know, faith without works is dead. It's not the works that we want to do, but it's that the works that he calls us to do. And we're not going to truly understand and truly be able to keep those works unless we have the spirit guiding us. And again, that's where that balance comes in because when we know how to walk out his Torah, when we know how to walk out his instructions, his, his commandments and realize that they're, they're for love, their love. He loves us enough that he's going to give them to us because he wants us to, to prosper and he wants us to be blessed. And we should love him enough that we say, okay, God, I might not necessarily understand why you're saying this right now, but I'm going to be obedient to it because your word says so. And I know that your spirit's going to reveal to me how to do this right. And so that's what people are going to start seeing. And, and, you know, this, this whole idea of, of even evangelism has gotten so backward because um, we're called in, you know, the, the beginning of the book that when we're obedient to him, he's going to bless us in a way that the nations are going to come to us and inquire about the God that we serve. Instead of us going around judging everybody or, or going around condemning everybody or, or, you know, hitting people over the head with our Bibles, um, what, God does that show? You know, when, when I'm constantly going around pointing the finger at everybody saying, well, don't you know that, that the Bible says this? Don't you know that scripture says that? Who is going to want to come into that relationship, right? Or if, if I'm, you know, walking out the instructions through the spirit and people are seeing that in me, they're seeing that light that, that I have, then they're going to be like, wow, you know, Zach, what is different about you, you know, that, that you are blessed in this way that, that you, you know, have this light that you give off, you know, what, what is just different, you know, when I, when I come into, when I come into a, you know, a, a situation that you're in and then we get to open up to them about the God that we serve. And, you know, that, that's what I've been, the biggest blessing of, of following out his instructions is, you know, if I, you know, if, if, I'm, if I'm out to eat with somebody and I pass on something that might be biblically unclean, you know, people say, okay, why, why are you doing that? And it, it's, it's, a, it's an example of, of how we can share his word and share his gospel. Um, just like, you know, Jesus said to his disciples, when you go out to those towns, I'm going to send the people to you. The, the spirit is going to draw them to you. Um, if they don't come to you, shake the dust off and you go to the next town. We're not, we're not called to win and, and, and knock every single door down that, that we come in contact with, but the father is going to draw those that, that are ready, that the time is ready for them, uh, you know, through the spirit. And that's why, again, it's so important to have this balance of spirit and truth. We need to make sure that we're operating in both or else we're, we're going to be doing something on our own. And, and that's, you know, that's when it gets scary. Right. 
And so, you know, I think that's a good, like, it's a good point in terms of to bring up the whole idea of what the purpose of the sport is, because for me, in the beginning, um, when I started walking out, you know, walking in these things like these weird or strange instructions, as even it said in Hosea, you know, they will regard my law as a strange thing. You know, that is what has happened. And many of the instructions of the Father, like the the Sabbath, you know, the fourth commandment, like it's, we see it as, um, you know, strange. And so people need you, to just go and tell them and point a finger and say, you know, why aren't you doing this and this and this? And why aren't you, um, you know, why are you, why is your diet this way? Why are you, you know, why are you keeping these festivals instead of these? And, you know, we, we can easily get in stuck on, on those things and what, and, and, and forget that it's about living as Yeshua. And, you know, because that was me. I was, I, I remember when I just started coming to the understanding of these things, I wanted to tell everyone, but no one wanted to hear because it, I, I, I had, I had so much pride. I had so much like, um, just, I wanted to show people, that I'm right and they're wrong kind of thing. That was the motivation behind it. And, but actually, you know, that, and, and then I realized, well, there's something wrong because no one wants this, even though it's true. And I'm actually pushing people away, people who do love Yeshua. And then that's kind of one of the things that sparked my desire to see more of a spirit in my life. And, and then later, you know, when I started seeing that, when we started applying things like the spiritual gifts and walking in the spirit in that way, and, and not as being as focused on simply converting people into doing what you do, but rather living it out, live, walking it out and loving on people in the spirit and in the truth. And then they just come and then they're so open to it. Their hearts are open, you know. And that's why, you know, you sh the law is written. God says he's going to write his law on our hearts. Now that that there's a difference. That means that we that I believe that there's a there's something that happens when someone gets in contact with someone else who walks really like Yeshua. Because there's a lot of people who's who's in this world who's never seen someone really walk like Jesus. Because there are so many versions today. There are so many manifestations of that. And but if if someone gets in contact with someone who is walking in the spirit and in these things, there's something that changes in their heart that because they want it. They, they see the compassion. They see the love and they question, why do you do this for me even though I treat you bad? Or why, why are you doing this? I don't deserve this. Or, you know, why are you praying for me? I, do, do I need to pay you? What's the string that's attached kind of thing? You know, because we live in a world that, that there's strings attached to everything. And so... That's what the Father calls us to do, to be selfless and humble and walk in the spirit because then people ask about the truth. Instead of us pushing it down their throat, they, they actually, they're like, why do you never, um, why do you um, never seem tired? You know, for example, people, uh, the other day I had, you know, someone asked me that, why at, at work you never seem to be ever tired? And, and she also observed how, you know, um, I get promoted and things. And this is all God. It's all glory to God. But I was like, well, do you keep the Sabbath? Do you know about this instruction? You know, and this is after I've been praying for her and ministering to her in other ways. But see, now there's an opportunity. And, you know, soon thereafter, she started doing She started keeping it. So, yeah, there's a real, there's a real power. The Spirit is given to us for this purpose of enabling us to keep the commandments because you can't keep it without Him properly. And as well as being a witness to others on that walk so that they would see it and then also want to walk it out. So, you know, I think it just comes down to if, if we're walking out truth or we're walking in holiness, we're trying to walk like, like God, but 
we don't, but we don't see people around us desiring the same thing. You know, obviously there's always going to be some who don't, but if there's no one who's desiring it, then there, we need to ask the question, are we walking like he walked in spirit true too? Because if we do, people would need to start desiring it, you know? And yeah, so yeah, I love what you said about just, um, just one last thing on, on, um, on the, uh, on on the kind of the, the relationship thing and, and it reminded me of you know how I believe God he's calling a bride that's equally yoked to him right and so that that's what he calls us to and a, a bride is going to walk like he walked and just like we would marry we're not going to marry someone who's as a as a believer we're not going to marry someone who's walking in darkness we're not going to marry someone who's who's maybe a believer but really not on our level who we can't be effective with in our in our life same with God he's he's seeking those now who is going to walk as he walked um, in the same manner. So. Yeah, and, and, you know, you hit, you hit the nail on the head. And, and what people need to realize, even when coming into the truth, is that it, the law was always spiritual, right? His, his instructions were always spiritual. It was, it was only written down on stone because of the hardness of our heart. You know, that, that's what we, we often miss the, that part in, in the church is that, you know, it wasn't one way for, for the Jewish people and it's a, it's a new way now for the church. It was always meant to be one way. The, the, the Israelites at Sinai, when they rejected the voice of God, they didn't want to hear the voice of God. That's why it had to be written down on stone. It was always spiritual. It was always meant to be on their heart. It was always meant to be applied to them in, in a way that they would just know it and, and walk it out. And that's how it's going to be in, in, you know, in the end. And Ezekiel tells us the, the, the purpose of the spirit, right? So oftentimes, you know, when, if, I, if I'm trying to share these with, with people of the church or, you know, especially those who are, who are really, you know, spiritual and in that, the, the Pentecostal type church, they say, well, you know, you might be, be, the spirit might be leading you this way, but the spirit isn't leading me that way. You know, the spirit's telling me to do this. The spirit's telling me, you know, that I don't have to do this or I don't have to do that. And again, it's, it's getting back to first John, right? Testing the spirit. So, you know, is, is the spirit of God really going to tell you to do opposite of, of, of God's instructions and, and what God's will is. Um, and, you know, Ezekiel tells us in Ezekiel 36 what uh, the purpose of the spirit is. And he says in, in verse 27, I will put my spirit within you. This is God talking. I'll put my spirit within you, cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules and you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your father. So the whole purpose of his spirit is to cause us to walk in those ways is to, you know, to help us to walk in those ways. It's because we can't do it on our own. And it's to, you know, show us what these things are, it's to reveal it to us because, you know, we can read, you know, uh, words and, and texts in a book, you know, over and over and over again until we're blue in the face. But unless we have that spirit operating within us, showing us the, the, the purpose and the intent of those laws, I can't tell you how many times I read the Old Testament and, and you know, it was just glazed, my eyes, you know, kind of glazed over because I, I didn't understand. But when you read his instructions with spiritual lenses, you know, that the Holy Spirit allows you to see, you realize, wow, there is so much spiritual nature to each and every one of these commands and, and stuff that may seem so strange, like, like, do not, you know, wear uh, wool and linen, you know, you know, something someone will bring up to me over and over again is, you know, are, are you wearing wool and linen? You're, are you mixing fibers with your, with your clothes? And it's like, do you realize the spiritual implication of, of, of that instruction? You know, do not mix, you know, the two things that have separate, uh, 
principles that have se separate ideas. You know, do not mix light and darkness. You know, wool is is about as thick and as heavy as you can get in a substance, and, and linen is the exact opposite. And so linen has a purpose, wool has a purpose, but when we mix them together, it loses its purpose. The spiritual principle in, in a such a small instruction like that is amazing. And until we're, we're walking and operating in the spirit, it's going to be hard to, to truly see and, and understand those things. And again, that's why it's so important. I know I keep hitting the, the, the you know, the beating a dead horse with this balance of, of the two things, but it's so important to have both. We, we have to be operating in both spirit and truth to, to have this fullness and have this intimacy uh, with, you know, Yeshua, with Jesus and with the father, because we're not going to, to, to be able to fully understand the plans he has for us until we can we can have that close intimate relationship mm. and I, you know it just reminds me of you know there's also this question i think and we need to address and that's kind of like um you know why are some filled with the spirit like I, i'm talking about people now who you know they i believe who are filled with the holy spirit but yet still when it comes to certain instructions they're still not obedient, you know, and, and I think like, if I can just give my two cents on this is, you know, I, I found like a lot of times this that people, you know, who are, let's say they get baptized, they get full of the spirit, all that happens. And then they, they start, they, 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 there's this thing in their heart, you know, the, the law is written on their heart, God changes their hearts, renews them. And they start being obedient to a lot of things. Right. And, and I believe like, I mean, the average, like true believer, they're obedient to just about 90% of the Torah already because the law is written on their heart. But then there's these 10%, these little other things that they don't do. And I think the reason is this usually goes something like this, you know, someone, they get start getting tired. Just as an example, you know, you know, they, they get weird out. They open their 10 commandments and they read that one about the Sabbath and they're like, wow, maybe I should do this. I head over to their pastor and the pastor is like, oh no, that one is abolished you know you now rest in jesus you know you don't have to rest you don't need to keep it you don't have to rest on a day anymore you just rest in jesus and now this believer trusts the pastor trusts that authority and even though the spirit is like please keep my commandments the the, the believer rather now listens to this man made teaching that is false and and i think of a lot of things we've inherited lies like that and we've opted to simply, even though a lot of us, we know in our heart, there's something wrong. There's something missing there's something more in our heart that's happening. But then we, we opt for the wisdom of man. And that's exactly what Yeshua was hammering all Jesus. He was hammering that thing all the time about, you know, you lift the traditions of men above the commandments of God, you know, and to the Pharisees, he was talking about that all the time. And in the same way, we we're doing that today yet again, we're, we are just listening to to what we we put too much trust on men, you know. And again, you know, I'm also going to hammer it. it. It comes back down to that intimacy with God, coming down to you know what? Let's quiet down all the voices and go get with God and be like, so Father, what do you say about this? You know. Yeah, there's always, there's always going to be three voices in our head, right? You know, the, the voice of the Father speaking to us that, you know, that it's usually the the, the first and, and the quietest voice. And then and then there's that the, the voice of the enemy, which, you know, keeps coming over and over and over again. And then there's our voice because we're obviously bent a, a certain way and we want a certain a certain thing to happen. Um, and it's like you said, it's how do we quiet the voices so that we know that we're hearing from God and, and we need the word of God 
to be able to do that. You know, we uh, his voice is is the loudest um, when we're when we're reading his word and we're reading his instruction. And I think there's there's two you know there's two big groups to the to the kind of the question that you propose. You know, why why does this happen? Um, and and I think you know the first is like you said. You know, when when people are truly filled with the Spirit of God, eventually they're going to get to to His ways, right? They're if if they're truly seeking Him, you know, it, it took me. Uh, you know, 25 years to be able to to be able to realize living in in the church, growing up in the church, to be able to realize, hey, you know, something something's not right. You know, something something is 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 wrong here, and and that's part of. You know, even part of my, my my walk into Torah, I was probably you know 22 at the time when uh, when I when I came into this knowledge. But it took two years to realize, hey, I'm suppressing the spirit now. Let's get back. Let's get back to let's get back to both. Um, and then there's there's the other extreme where, uh, again, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize that that the enemy has has an anointing spirit as well, right? The the enemy has has power to heal and and, and do miracles and do signs. If not, you know, it, you know, Yeshua wouldn't have said what he said in Matthew seven twenty one. Um, so just because a miracle is happening or just because, you know, something, something amazing is taking place doesn't always mean it's, it's from God. You know, the enemy can manifest in, in, in ways too. And that's why it's so important again, to have truth, to have the balance, to be able to, to be able to balance out, to balance out both. Um, the majority, like, like you said, is, is going, going to be, it's, it's just a growing process. It's, it's that the, the parable of the seeds, you know, where, he sows that seed in us and, and we might be that that hard ground at first and we're not ready to accept it. So he's going to sow some more seeds into our life. And, and this time we, we might be a little bit more fertile of a soil, uh, but we let our, our friends and our family um, kind of be the weeds around us to, to choke that uh, to choke that seed out as it, as it starts to sprout. And finally, if we're, if we continue to, to keep pressing into him, uh, we'll mature into that, that good ground, that good soil, that's going to allow the seeds that he sows into our life to flourish and to prosper. Um, so, so we need to keep maintaining, uh, you know, the soil that is, that is our life. We need to make sure that we're surrounding ourselves with, with the right people, right? Good friends and, and, and good family. That's not going to choke out, uh, these, these spiritual things and the, and these truth, uh, things and that we, that we're constantly fertilizing that soil with the word of God, right? So that, so that we're, uh, when he sows that seed into our life, you know, much like a, maybe a spiritual gift that we can test it to, to the word. Okay. You know, this is, this is true. Why, why am I suppressing, you know, this feeling to, to go into pray for that person? Why, why am I afraid, you know, that when I'm hearing something, you know, that, that small voice of, of God in, in, in the back of my mind, um, that, that someone needs that, that, that healing, why am I suppressing that? You know, we need to continue to mature in our relationship with him so that we can better hear him and better understand him. Right. So again, just to go back to, to my analogy of, of a husband and a wife, you know, my, my wife might say things sometimes, uh, but I, but I don't understand the, the, the full intention of, of what she's saying. But as we grow together in, in our understanding, I now know situations where she doesn't even have to say it. I know, I know what, what she's thinking or what she's feeling or, or, or you know, what I need to do to, to, to help that situation. It's the same thing with, you know, with, with the father, the more we grow with him, the more, the more, you know, we're, we're going to be in tune with that spirit and be able to understand, okay, you know, this is how I need to be operating. This is what I need to be saying to that person. This is how I need to be, be walking it out. And it, it only comes with, with, uh, you know, maturation of, of both word, uh, his truth and, and, and knowing what his spirit is, knowing who his spirit is and, and knowing, you know, that it's truly him speaking and not, you know, the enemy whispering and trying to get us off course. Right. And I think just to speak to what you just said about, about these two, those two um, situations, you know, I think, you know, you can think of it as building a house, just like, you know, Yeshua, he, do, he talks about, you know, building the house and all that. 
and it's kind of like and oh and you i know you guys you build houses so you you can probably but um you know it's kind of like some people there's some people who 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 build a foundation they start with the foundation they build a foundation but they never finish the house they never build upon the foundation and then there's others who start building the first floor but they never build the foundation and you know and it's it's so dangerous you know and i think like you know we need to start in the beginning we need to start and we need to get in the holiness we need to keep the commandments and truth and all that we need to get that foundation of building our house on the rock that rock is christ and um you know being obedient etc but then also go go further and then you start building your house you start building upon that and you know it, it comes down to like people uh, like you said you got stuck and like you came to when you started um uh, on following Torah, you kind of got stuck in that for a while. And then you came back and you realized, hey, there's, you're missing the spirit again. And, you know, I think that's that's it. Like we need to always be, and it's, it's usually, you know, it's usually connected to what part of the Bible you spend most of your time in as well, I find. Like, you know, because we get so like, um, oh, well, there's all this stuff I've missed out, what, what, whichever side, spirit or truth. And then you get in that side and then you dig in there for like a year, for two years, and then you wake up and you're like, oh, but I've totally been missing the New Testament. I haven't read the New Testament. You know, I'm only in my Bible studies doing the Torah. I'm never doing anything else, you know, with attention and detail. And, you know, that that's why Father gave us Genesis Revelation. We need to spend um, time on all of that and make sure that we are, we are mature in all of it. You know, Paul talks about that. You know, he talks about the... Um, um, milk and he, and he talks about the meat and you know we need to make sure that we're we're not just feeding on the milk all the way through because you can be feeding on the milk all the way through by leaving spur or truth you, oh, yeah. you, you know, it's if, not one or the other yeah yes, that's the thing i think people get that people have got like a, uh, an idea that oh you know the the torah is the better one to have or you know or the spirit is the better one to have but no that's totally missing the whole point you're just as lost with you know, if you just have one or the other, you know, we have to have both. And um, yeah, without both, you, you're just not going to look like him. You're going to try as hard as you can. You can, but you're, you're always going to struggle with pride. You're always going to struggle with this or that. You're always going to have your issues um, with, with trying to walk it out. We're going to scratch our head and be like, why is it not happening? You know, and uh, oftentimes it just comes down to, you know, are we really, are we, are we seeking the fullness that there are? And, and, you know, we, we've hit this, you know, time and time again, but what you just said, you know, milk or meat isn't, isn't one or the other, you know, because you, you might be, you know, understanding the, the spirit a little bit more, but again, like, like John said, you don't know what spirit you're hearing from if, if you don't have, if you don't have the, the instruction, but you might, and vice versa, you might be understanding, you might be studying the instruction, but you don't understand the fullness of that instruction if you don't have the spirit. So, so the, the meat is, is all through Genesis, the revelation, but it's applying both spirit and truth to the, to the word so that we can see the fullness of that. You know, uh, we, we've been doing the, the Torah portion cycles, right. For the last couple of years. And uh, you know, we, we read the, the old Testament, the prophets and the new Testament uh, with our group through throughout, you know, each, each Sabbath. And I'm telling you that we're on our, or maybe our fifth cycle. And I'm still seeing things both in the, the, the old Testament, 
the, the Torah, the prophets, and in, in the New Testament that I've never seen before. I'm reading the same exact words that I read last year, but, but the Spirit is revealing to me something that is completely new. And how I know it's the Spirit is because I'll hear from a friend on, you know, like you on the, on the other side of the earth uh, that's having that same revelation. Because we're reading the same, you know, the same thing at the same time, and and the, and the Spirit of God is revealing uh, His truth to His body. And so, the, the more that we come together, the more that we're unifying, and, and not worrying about, you know, how do you pronounce the name of God, or are you keeping the Sabbath starting at night or in the morning, or are all these, you know, little things that, you know, are they important? Of of course, sure, but are they worth, you know, fighting over and, and dividing over and, and spending all of our time bickering over, or or not? And so, intimacy has kind of been a theme that we've been talking about, and. and and something I've, I've really seen within the body is is this lack of intimacy, right? Because when we're behind a screen like we are now, or you know, you know, face to face on a video camera is even a little bit more intimate than than on a keyboard, right? We have all these you know keyboard warriors that they want to win every argument, they want to be right on every on every Facebook post and on every YouTube comment section, and and we we lose that intimacy with the body, and and that's where a lot of these you know divisions and these fighting start to take place because. Would you say half the things that you're saying, if you were face to face with that person who is a believer, who agrees with 99.9% .9 of the things that you agree on, are you really going to be calling them those names and, and, you know, acting out in such a way that you are, you know, are you operating in the spirit when you do that? And, and that's one of the things that, that I'm really starting to be, to be made aware of. And, and something that I feel the Lord is putting on my heart is that we need more unity in the body. So, you know, Galatians 5, 22 is, you know, everyone goes to the, the fruit of the spirits, but if we're, are we not operating in, in love? Number one, joy, peace, patience, kindness. You know, I, I was a Torah terrorist when I came into it, you know, and, and uh, the, the, the pagan police. And I wanted to tell everybody that the, the, the days they were celebrating were, were so wrong and they needed to be doing it this way, this way, and this way. Uh, not because I, I, I disliked them or, or I, but I was, I was so passionate and so excited about, you know, what I was learning. I thought they were going to have that same desire and that same passion. But if they don't yet have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, it's just going to look like I'm condemning them. And when enough people start to say, you know, you're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy, then you start to switch in your mentality and you are now condemning them because you're, you know, puffed up with pride, right? Because you know the truth and they don't know the truth. So you got to, you got to reveal it to them. Well, what does scripture say? You know, scripture says that only the father can reveal the son and the son, the father to whom he chooses. So it's not our job to make sure that these people have eyes to see or ears to hear. Our job is to live this out. Our job is to walk this out, to walk in spirit and truth that allows, you know, the, the father to open these eyes and allows these people to, to have question and, and desire and, and passion to know. And so if we're not, if we're not having peace and patience and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I mean, that, that's a big thing. How, how many of us truly have self-control when somebody, uh, you know, says something that, that we might disagree with or that we might not like, you know, or, are we going to be self-controlled enough to, to approach it with love and, and, and peace and patience? Or are we just going to jump right down their throat? You know, I invited a, a few young friends. Um, uh, they were, they were, you know, kids that I was ministering to just out of high school. Uh, and I invited them to a couple of different Facebook groups so they could learn more about the Torah and the Sabbath. And there was so much fighting and bickering that was taking place within those groups that they said, you know, if this is from God, it's, it's not for me. I'm going back to the church because that was the, the fruit of what they were seeing. You know, what is the fruit that, that we're bearing? You know, that, that's and super important. You know, Jesus said, you will know a tree by its fruit. 
And the fruit doesn't just, you know, a, a good tree can't produce bad fruit. It goes all the way back to the seed. It goes all the way back to the DNA that is written in that seed. You know, it, it's not just the, the fruit that's bad one day and it, it might be good the next. We need to go all the way back to that seed. Make sure that, you know, the, 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 genetic makeup of our seed is of, of God, right? And, and that's where we got to start at the very smallest step and mature into that tree and mature into the fruit uh, that is that is prosperous, the, the fruit that is good for the world to see, uh, fruit that is 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 abundant and, and, and blessing, um, which I always go back to Psalm 1, right? And it's, it's one of my favorite Psalms because he says that those who delight in the Torah of God will be like a tree planted by water, that water being the, the, the fresh water of, of Yeshua, right? He is the living water. Um, and, and, and it says that when we're planted by that a tree, when we're meditating on the Torah, that everything we do will prosper. That's spirit and truth, right? That's having both together. Our meditation is on on the on the spirit of God, on his instruction, on his on his Torah, and we're we're prospering in what we do because all that we're thinking about is his ways. And, and we know that we're doing that because we have the spirit inside of us to do that. And so it's, it's super, super important uh, to be a, a tree that is, is prosperous because that's the only way that we're going to be an effective witness in this world is, is making sure that, that we're not having this, this rotten fruit that, yeah, we might understand the book inside and out. We might be able to recite, you know, every word like, like Paul, you know, when he was a, a Pharisee, right. He, he had to memorize the first five books studying under, under Gamaliel, but he had no fruit to produce of it. Right. He was more zealous about uh, the, the, the tradition traditions that he was brought up with. Mm. It wasn't until he encountered the spirit of God that now he was, he was a, a deadly weapon for, for the most high because he had spirit and truth. That's what we need to make sure that, that we have. We need yeah. to make sure that we have this balance and that our heart's desire isn't to be right or to win every argument or to, to, to know the most, you know, Bible verses inside and out, but it's to love God, number one, and to love his people. That That's the only way we're going to be in, in, an effective disciple of, of the most high. And yeah, and so just to, you know, the, the unity thing that you're talking about, I think a huge barrier as well, you know, you mentioned kind of having very good fruit and one kind of bad thing I've seen also creep in is, is just self-righteousness and that, you know, you know, in the beginning, we, I, I, pick, I talked about kind of the whole picking and choosing mentality or attitude that we sometimes have towards certain commandments or instructions over others or a certain part of Yeshua over another part of him. We've applied to many things. And, and in that, we have also kind of separated ourselves into a category. We, we're like, you know, we keep, a, for example, we would say, you know, we keep a Sabbath day or we don't do this or that. And this person, maybe they don't have that revelation. They have not seen, they are believers. They are full of the spirit, but they just haven't seen due to a lack of knowledge what we have seen you. And then oftentimes we ostracize them and we throw them aside and we're like, you know, we cannot fellowship with you because you don't keep a Sabbath yet, you know? And, but then we, yeah, it's easy to say that. But then if we look at our own life, we need to also then ask the question, are we keeping the father's instructions perfectly? Or are there things that I haven't actually seen yet that I'm not keeping it? Because every time, like you said, every time you learn new things, when you um, go through your Bible every year, same thing with me. And I'm like, whoa, I don't even know if I'm doing this, you know, and we're continuously growing. And so for us to lift one commandment over another, you know, and then being self-righteous about it and that causes this unity, letting them cause this unity, you know, that's a big problem that, that, that I see anyway. And 
you know, the, we're not talking like we're not talking about compromise here. We're talking about you know walking as you walk, but also just having a respect for people and understanding that we are all growing, we're all maturing in, into the image of Christ every day, and that means that I'm not perfect. There are going to be things that I don't know yet, and especially you know for and I, I think this is a big thing in, in terms of what the bigger topic of spirit and truth, where. If we want to be learning the things of the spirit, you know, if we want to be, if you're on that side, or if you want to be learning the things of the truth, it is important to meet in the middle. And I'm not talking about compromise, but meeting in the middle and being like, you know, what, what can I learn from this other believer who is a true believer that I don't know, even if I don't agree, if, even if they don't have the whole picture of what I have been, what I've, the revelation of I had, what I've had, you know, because like I said, I think the father is revealing different things to different people. And we, can't be it's easy for us to be like you know i'm i think everyone thinks in their own mind that they've got it all figured out or they've got it the you know if you got on facebook if you got on anyway everyone thinks that they've got it all figured out but if it's just a statistical impossibility <laughs> because you know no one agrees on everything so we need to really humble ourselves in that way and be like you know what um audit everything test everything but also not like you said, kind of throw the baby out the bathwater and everything that we have learned in our past, throw that out and all those people, throw them out and everything. And now, you know, we're going to try and, you know, there's there's a balance here. And the father wants us to, uh, wants to bring unity for the purpose of uniting spirit and truth in his body, in, in his individuals, and then as a body, letting them walk that out. Yeah, and uh, uh, the... Uh... Chuck Missler, who who just passed away, you know this this last week, uh, he had a, a famous uh, quote that was the only barrier to truth is the presupposition that we already have it, right? And so you know we're we're actually holding ourselves back from from learning more when we think that we already have it all figured out. And I always tell I always tell you know my friends and and, and my wife and my family, you know the second I, I think that I have it all figured out remind me that I, I still have so, so far to go because that's the scariest moment, right? The scariest moment is when we think that we, we understand it all. And, uh, and, and like what you said, this whole idea of, of unity doesn't have to be compromise, right? There, there's obviously some things that are worth dividing over. You know, if, if, if somebody comes out and is, is going to deny that Yeshua is, is savior. Okay. That, that might be leaven that you don't want, that you don't want in your group. Right. But this whole idea that we have to divide because, you know, you might think that this calendar's right, or I might think that this calendar's right. Like silly stuff like that is, is, is where our focus is and, and the enemy wins. When, when we start dividing over these little things, because we're confused as, as people, right? Because we, we don't, we don't have it all revealed to us yet. That shows, you know, that, that we're not truly seeking him, that we're not truly seeking the father. We're, we're seeking our own agenda. We're seeking that we want to be right, that we want to be correct 100 percent of the time. Um, and it's, it's just this idea that that we can't we can't come together, that we can't study this out, that we can't reason together. Uh, I, I think that the people who come into, you know, kind of this walk, whether, you know, the more spirit side or the more truth side, whichever it might be. We have short-term memory loss, right? We forget that, you know, just a few short months ago or a few short years ago, we were in the exact same seat, the exact same situation that the person that that we're disagreeing with was sitting in, right? I, I was, you know, sitting in the in the church pew my entire life, you know, thinking that I was right, thinking that I was doing the, the right thing. I just hadn't had it all revealed to me yet. And if everybody was condemning me, 
you know, how would I have ever gotten to that, that next step? And it's the same thing with us. We can't just go around and be condemning everybody because they might be in a, in a, in a spot that we were just in two weeks ago. You know, it, it's, it's silly when, when this short-term memory, you know, kind of, kind of comes in and, and people just start condemning everybody uh, for, for being in the exact same spot uh, where they once were. We need to realize that the only way we're going to help the body grow is, is when we, when we come together as a body and we truly start to seek, seek truth. We we act out the way that Yeshua walked, right? The only people that he ever condemned were the religious leaders that knew better and, and turned their back and, and, and walked the other way. That's a lot different than, than his response to, you know, the, the, the woman at the well, right. Who, who was on her fifth husband or uh, the, the lady, you know, in, in the act of adultery where he says, go and go and sin no more. You know, we have to have compassion uh, and, and we have to, you know, it, at, at times, and we have to be, you know, hard and, and, and uh, you know, stick up for, for what is right. And other times, it's not a one size fits all approach to every single situation and every single person. But again, without spirit and truth, it's hard to act that out. It's hard to live that out because you don't have the spirit telling you, okay, this is how you are to, to, to be in this situation. This is what you are to say. You know, my, my prayer every morning isn't, isn't, you know, God give me all of the, the, the wisdom and, and, and all of the, the truth so that I could win every argument. It's, it's father, please allow me to, to minister to those that you bring into my life today, that I will have the, the right words to say to each individual that you're putting in my place, because I don't want to speak from, from what I know, I don't want to speak from, 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 you know, my mind, I want to rely on him and, and lean on him for his understanding and all his ways, you know, acknowledge him. And he, then he will make my path straight. When we start relying on, on, okay, you know, I've been studying this. So I know that it becomes self-righteousness. And that's what I truly believe is leading to this whole, you know, denying the new Testament, denying Yeshua, this whole rise of, of this Pharisee mentality again, uh, that we're seeing so prevalent, you know, Ecclesiastes tells us there, there's nothing new, everything under the sun has already been done. What, what has been, will be, and what will be has already been done. So it's, it's no, uh, you know, coincidence that we're seeing this again, because when people start to think that they're better, when people start to think that they have it all figured out and they're not walking in the spirit, well, you know, why, why wouldn't it lead to, to something like this? Why, why would we need a savior? We already got it all figured out. That is the scariest part. You know what I mean? That is, that is this, the, the scariest part of this whole movement is losing it or suppressing the spirit and, and relying on yourself, relying on your own knowledge of the truth, because my knowledge of the truth might be different than your knowledge of the truth PD. But when we're both operating in the spirit, he's going to reveal the same knowledge, the right knowledge, the correct knowledge to us. Right. And to exactly. me, that's the, the, the biggest overall message for the body is how do we get back to this balance of spirit and truth? Right, exactly. And it's about that thing of, you know, getting back to it, you know, don't, if we think that we're right and everyone else is wrong, you know, we're, we're basically locking ourselves into a position where we will not see growth. And we will probably start ending off like either a Pharisee or someone who's just totally lawless. You know, the, the, the fact of the matter is God calls us to be humble and follow him in that way. And, you know, Paul said, he said, um, uh, I remember this. It's, it's such a beautiful, I love it. One of my favorite things that he ever said was, you know, when he came to the church, he's like, you know, guys, I'm not coming to you with wise wisdom and, and the, the teaching the men and all like all that stuff, like what I know and what I can intellectually provide you with. But rather I'm coming to you with the demonstration of the spirit. Like, that's it. Like, and, and he says, and fear and trembling, I'm coming to you with that. Like, that, I'm, I'm coming with, that's all I have to give. You know, if we don't have that, we've got wisdom and all that. 
Paul is like, and, and, and we look at Paul, I mean, he was like, you know, he knew what he was talking about, man. He knew he was a scholar of the Torah. He had knowledge to give. And he, and he obviously did teach around that, but he came with a demonstration of the Spirit first and as his witness to people, to the churches, so that they can understand that, oh, it's not just a man that we're basing our, our, our faith on or whatever. It's not just... It's not just intellectual knowledge. It's not just that. It's actually God showing up and doing the miraculous. It's God bringing deliverance to people. It's God doing whatever. And then all of that, we can be like, okay, so where did this power come from? You know, and, and that's it. Like we, it's, it's very interesting because, you know, even though Paul says, you know, we, we don't get the spirit by works of the law, right? We get the spirit by faith and faith. Now, but there is also a place where I think it comes where we start seeing, we can start seeing greater miracles. We can start seeing greater things as we walk in, in obedience to his instructions. Because many of his instructions, for example, I know we keep going back to this one, but, you know, the Sabbath day, um, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a thing of faith, right? We know we read in the Exodus how God, because of their unbelief, basically, you know, they started gathering the manna on, on the Sabbath at first because they didn't believe that God's going to provide enough on the sixth day for the sixth day for the seventh to carry them through. But then they learned their lesson and they started abstaining from getting um, the manna on the seventh day. And guess what? They got a building of faith. All right. And so we know that now that faith that they built in obedience, they can now we can apply that in works of the spirit and in, in, in praying for the sick and whatever, doing whatever in the spirit. And so then we start seeing, you know, we, the prayer of the righteous accomplishes much. We start seeing that these things start working together um, in, in such greater power, you know, and I think that's going to be the thing that really drives it. I think, I think that there's a storm coming. I think there's a, a war coming, if you will, you know, and we know we're, we're approaching the end. And with that, I think, God need well. We need this to happen because this is this is going to be the people who are on the front line. I believe. I think this is going to be the people who are going to be who God is going to be using um, against what the enemy is going to be bringing. Because the enemy is also bringing aside. He's uh, there's going to be a huge war. It's going to come, and so you know that's why we need to now prepare. Now is the time of preparation, and if we don't prepare now. He's not going to take us with. He's not going to take the cowards in. Just like in the Torah, we read about how they had to line up and they were like, so who's, is there any cowards here? And if there were any cowards or anyone who's, you know, they had to leave because they would cause a, um, you know, a, 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 a unbelief, basically, if you will, in the, in the army. And in the same way, you know, if we are not edified in truth, we know who our God is. We know, we know how to walk. We, we have discernment that comes from that, etc. And we have the spirit, the power, the, the love, the, um, the faith, all of that. If, we, if we're not accomplishing that, we're going to be cowards. We're not going to be able to stand against the, the, the attack of the enemy. And so this is why Paul says, guys, stop with your disputes of the law. Stop with your little um, things that you argue with all, about all day long. You know, it's, it's so disheartening for me, and I'm sure for you too, Zach. Like when, when, when we just see about how so many just miss the point completely when it comes to, to, to when we start talking about, you know, what, what is the size, what is the shape of the earth, and that's what now defines our faith, or what is, you know, all of these things, and it's so divisive, and it just misses the point completely of of the Great Commission of, you know, so now are we going out? Are we are we going to be ready? in that end time battle for, for what's coming, 
or are we going to have been busy been busy with other things that are you know you know i'm not saying these things aren't important necessarily i'm just saying like is that the point is that what yeshua came to preach is that the gospel is that the good news right and it's interesting because just just to, he didn't come if you look at the life of yeshua he wasn't like okay guys um the, his primary message was not okay you need to keep the law his primary message was loving people and and proclaiming the gospel proclaiming repentance yes but then he was loving them into that obedience you know the woman at the well that you mentioned you know all these sinners that he approached it was this thing of of loving them into that place of obedience instead of just i mean he didn't go to the woman at the well being like you know the first thing he said wasn't um you know oh why you said this and this and this and this he did attack her well attack he did question her her sin right he did do that but that was after proving by the spirit his care for her you know by the spirit caring like being like you know you you know i, I, I care for you you know why is this happening and and speaking and she's like what are you a prophet you know and she saw that witness first and then he hammered her with the truth and she's like wow and that brought her to repentance so there's a subtle thing there's a subtle difference you know where this is what makes people drool over the truth is when we walk this thing out in spirit and truth, when we apply the spirit with it and um, show them the love, the care, etc. Right. And I, and I think, I think, you know, the, the, the mainstream church for the most part, uh, you know, ha has a warped view of, of what love is. Right. And so, so love isn't, isn't just a, a acceptance of anything. Love is an acceptance of, of, of sin and, and, you know, this whole idea that there's a righteous way to love. And, and, and that's what we need to get back to. But like you said, it, it's spirit and truth is the only way to, to, to distinguish that because we still need to speak in, in, a, in a kind way. We still need to have, have you know, peace and, and patience and understanding and, and have all of this, the, the approach of, you know, the, the love that, that we've come to know. But, but true love is, is correcting somebody, right? So First John 5 tells us that, you know, by this, we know that we love the children of God, our, our brothers and our sisters, when we keep his commands, because his commands tell us how to love them, right? So so we're not going to bash them over the head, but we're not also not going to let them wallow in their sin. There's a, a fine line between uh, graciously, you know, showing them and, and correcting them. He, said, he goes on to say, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commands. His commands are not burdensome. And so, so when we obey and, and start to understand that these apply to our lives today, we can show our love for God, number one, and show our love for, for our brothers and our sisters because we're walking this out in spirit and truth. And, and you know, that's a, that's a, a perfect place, I guess, to kind of end this, you know, idea of this whole idea of spirit and truth is so important because it's going to help us distinguish. It's going to help us realize our, our mission. Like you were just saying, a, a battle is coming. We need to realize the, the the mission that we're being given. You know, it's it's not to be cowards. It's to speak this truth, but it's to speak it in a way that is going to draw people to the Father. Because we have to remember that one of the, you know, the, the most important commands is do not take the, the name of the Lord in vain. So when we're attacking others, when we're, you know, uh, abusing others with our words, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Are we taking the name of, of our God in vain because we're attributing, you know, something to him that is evil, uh, you know, acting out in such a way we're saying we're doing this for God when really we're doing it for ourselves and self-righteously. We need to make sure that we're walking in, in, in a loving way of spirit and truth that is going to be a, a, a representation of the God that we serve. 
And that's that's the most you know that, that's the most important part of our walk and in, in, in coming to this realization that that we cannot suppress the spirit, but we can't be lawless at the same time. We have to stay on that narrow road, you know, walking in the footsteps of our Messiah, walking as Jesus walked. That is the most important thing that we can do as believers. Amen. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, like thank you so much. I think you just rounded it off like pretty well. I, I don't know if there was anything else you wanted to chat about in relation to all this or bring up. In last words, no, I'm just saying, you know, I'm thankful to connect with people like UPD and, and, and hopefully, you know, that, that anybody listening or, 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 uh, that, that might tune into this at, at any point in time, um, will be blessed not by our words, um, but by, you know, the, the, the spirit that is, you know, coming out of it. And if anything was that was said today was not of him, uh, you know, we just rebuke, we rebuke that in his name and, and we ask for, for correction. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm just ex- so, so excited to connect with, with people like you so that, um, you know, that God can be glorified uh, throughout this because that, that, is, that is the whole point of it, you know, is so that he can be glorified above all. Amen. Fear God and keep his commandments. That's the conclusion of the matter. And, you know, um, I, just what you said about, you know, connecting with people like this in this way. And, you know, not only in this way, I think, you know, all around the world, there is just, it's it's so amazing how, you know, we, we've seen how the Father's been doing these, you know, movements or whatever you want to call them, where he started bringing like these revivals of spur, these revivals of truth all around the world, different pockets around the world. And it's amazing because I think at the same time now, he's bringing, I think I said this in the beginning, but he's bringing this thing now kind of full circle i think that's what he, what god is doing and he's um restoring us like you said to just walk as he walked and that is you know i think for everyone listening that's just the simplicity of the gospel and that's the simplicity of what we are talking about even though we're talking about it in many words it just comes down to you know what did he do and how do we do it without making any more excuses about it you know without saying oh he was a jew that's why i did it or oh you know he did it not because of his identity as messiah but no, you know, he says, you know, whoever abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. So we have to look at him and imitate him. You know, Paul says the same thing, you know, um, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So we have this imitation thing going around that the Father is over and over telling us, you know, just look at these examples I've given you in Scripture of these people that are that you can trust and walk as they walk. And that means that, hey, I'm not going to now say anymore, you know, oh, you know, the spirit was simply given to identi- to, uh, to give uh, um, credit to, to our Messiah's identity. No, but th- we can't say that because isn't that even necessary just as, as much today to give glory to God, to, to confirm the identity of Messiah on the earth today? You know, um, or, you know, to say, um, you know, apart from, you know, kind of, Maybe that the spirit abolished, but to say, oh, he was he was a Jew. That's why he was obedient to the Torah. But then we we fail to understand that you know um, th- there were twelve tribes at Mount Sinai, and there were people mixed multitude who came out of Egypt, people who um, were not native bloodline of Israel, but they were just saying, hey, God, I saw you, I saw you, what you did in Egypt. I want to just follow you. And so God gave and he said, I'm giving at Mount Sinai, God proclaimed, I'm giving these commandments to you, but not only to you, but but to those who are not here today, to those, the generations who are coming after you, everyone who's going to say, who's going to call on my name, who's going to say, Yahweh, I want to I want you to be my God and for us to then be his people. Everyone who enters that covenant with him, that new covenant we're sitting in today where he's written his law in our heart. 
And with that writing of the law comes, comes, comes he, he imparts his spirit onto us to enable us to keep it and to walk as he walked. So, yeah, I would just end it like there. But um, cool. Thank you so much, Zach, um, for this. This is really amazing. I hope we could do this again. I really I hope this blesses all of you guys who's been watching. And um, yeah, cool, Zach. So any any last words? Do you maybe want to just tell us about where people can find your ministry? Yeah, so we uh, you can find us on myhouseministries.net um, and Facebook, My House Ministries. We, uh, we post a Torah portion each week uh, in the uh, ISR, the uh, Institute for Scripture Research Translation. Um, so if you're interested in reading, reading the portion, we'll have it uh, up each week. Um, and we, we post a lot of videos like this from time to time with uh, different members of the body that we try to connect with, uh, not only on our on our YouTube, but uh, most of the stuff you can find through our Facebook. That's what we keep, you know, kind of the most most active. Um, so, again, you know, uh, you know, stick to stick to the scriptures, stay in your word, you know, pray, pray that the spirit of, of, of God will guide you um, and, and stay on that narrow road. Walk as Yeshua walked and, and uh, just, you know. I pray that you all be blessed uh, as you continue seeking him above all else. Amen. Cool. Thanks, guys. My name is PD, is PD and uh, I'm from Rise on Fire. You can find my YouTube channel on um, uh, at just, it's called Rise on Fire on YouTube. Uh, we post videos weekly around these, basically a, a lot, around a lot of these things that we've been talking about. You know, we love to talk about the spiritual gifts as well as we do the Torah portions, etc. And um, you can also find us on Facebook um, slash Rise on Fire, facebook.com slash Rise on Fire. And yeah, so cool guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, we'll see you guys in the next video. Bless you guys.